Hi friends, it's Andrea here with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. So I bet many of you have set the intention to improve your eating habits, whether the motivation is to lose weight, feel better, have more energy, whatever the reason, you've decided to dedicate yourself to this effort. That's great, but often what comes with this is an overwhelming focus on food. It's like those thoughts can take over and it feels like food becomes so stressful. Today, let's talk about how this over-obsessing about food is unhelpful, and I'll give you some tips on how to handle this. Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. The body has a complex system to kind of keep the body at homeostasis with our hunger and our appetite. This is called the homeostatic pathway, and it's really the purpose is to kind of keep ourselves pleasantly full so that we have enough energy and nutrition to do all of the body functions. It's what regulates our appetite and it's stimulated when we have a calorie deficit. That's how we feel hunger and it cues our body to eat more food. So that's kind of like a basic metabolic function of the body. Similarly, or related, I should say, is the another pathway that kind of overrides that very basic homeostatic pathway. That's called the hedonic pathway, and it causes food cravings, particular cravings for those really, really palatable foods like chips, cookies, all of that. So this pathway can override the body's natural hunger and fullness system, you know, even when the body has enough energy to maintain its metabolic functions, the hedonic pathway can really, really kind of take over and make you want those, you know, traditionally very craved foods like the candies, desserts, the chips, all of that. And it can really, what happens is, is the brain gets triggered with very, very good feelings of pleasure and reward. And it's a very simple, basic, getting those basic needs met of the, the pleasure and the feelings of happiness and reward. So it makes you think that you're hungry even when you're not. And it can be triggered by many things. And I'm sure many of us can relate to this. The environment around us, if we're seeing other people eat, if we're seeing food laying in a, 
a food basket or like a candy dish at work, whether the food is available or not. Sometimes if you have tons of food in your house, you eat more. Sometimes if certain foods are available in your house, you'll tend to want those. Your thoughts can really trigger this. Advertising. So how many times have you watched an ad on TV and then thought, oh, boy, that food looks really tasty. I want to go get it. Our emotions. Many of us know that our emotions and our stress, our stress eating and emotional eating can really be triggered and cause us to eat even when we're not hungry. And so food can kind of trigger some addictive patterns or behaviors such as like taking in more food than we think. So it's kind of helpful to just understand this on just kind of a intellectual basis. And, you know, when we tend to put parameters that are going to limit ourselves. So if we're saying, telling ourselves not to eat certain foods, or we want to lose weight, so we need to cut out the carbs or cut out the whatever it is, dairy or something, that can drive up those thoughts of food, thoughts about food, and really make us, you know, much more susceptible to that hedonic pathway. And that's why we can get so obsessive about the food. So what do we do about this? So one thing is to really understand how the thoughts and those behaviors work and what's triggering them in your body. That's one way to better control them. But since they're caused by many factors, since the food thoughts are caused by many factors, there might be several approaches or different approaches that work best for different people. So let me give you a few that I think can help you. So first of all, take it easy on yourself. We all have very complicated, unique relationships with food. It's personal, it's complex, and it might take a long time to really understand your own relationship with food. But in the process, we want to let it be easy and we want to kind of release those feelings of guilt or blame or frustration because you're thinking about food so much. Another good strategy is to ask yourself if you're feeling deprived. A lot of our obsessive thoughts about food can come when we're trying to restrict our diet or limit what we're eating or tell ourselves that we can't do that. And the science is getting more and more clear that says if you tell yourself something's off limits, your body body really, really craves that even more. Next tip is to really embrace the foods and snacks, the meals and snacks that you are eating and have foods that are enjoyable to you, that are nourishing, that you really, really feel positive and feel good. Your body feels good that you want them and you you enjoy them. That will help you get more satisfaction from the foods that you are providing yourself and help you, you know, feel, I guess, satisfied with them and reduce the cravings. And if the cravings are reduced, then obviously the thoughts about food is lowered as well. Try to identify your patterns and triggers. What things cause you to think about food more often? Is it stress? Is it boredom? Is it having sad feelings? Is it when other people eat? Is it being around certain particular foods or maybe when you're with your family? Maybe it's when you watch certain television shows. You can think about keeping a journal for a few days and jot down any thoughts you have about the triggers that might 
influence your food thoughts. And then learn to embrace the thoughts. Don't try to fight the thoughts, but just embrace them. I find that when I just kind of allow the thoughts to be there, they pass more quickly. When I try to resist them and think, oh, stop thinking about food or stop thinking about cookies, that's when the thoughts become more intense. It can be really, really frustrating when the thoughts are dominated by food, but know that there are these strategies that I listed that you can use to address this. They're really effective. So if you're finding that you need more support, I am always here to help you through that. Take care. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.